Hey guys, Brandon Lewis here with the 10Con Big 7 Weekend Update. News you can use that is not meant to confuse conservative Republicans into thinking that those masquerading in Tennessee media actually give a rip about your Republican values. We've got stories that'll blow your hair back today. Here we are. Amendment to the Tennessee Constitution aims to forever ban a statewide property tax. Governor Lee and a group spent $177,000 in Paris, Italy. I'm sure this is to your benefit and was absolutely germane to their duties. Uh, we're going to look at a Tennessee plan for toll lanes, $3.3 billion in road work coming in December. A Robertson County school was targeted by an atheist organization for including biblical uh, value lessons on service to others. Chaplain attempts to host sexual fetish. BDSM workshop at Rhodes College in Memphis. I tell you, chaplains are different these days. And uh, UT System renames Division of Diversity and Equity to whitewash its department goals. No, nobody in academia in Tennessee that are funded by taxpayer dollars that are largely conservative uh, would try to mislead us by indoctrinating our kids further than they already are. And finally, Tennessee Fast Track Incentive Program has $78 million budget request. Boy, what a uh, money laundering uh, racket for the lobbyists uh, and the donors to the Republican leadership. We'll get right into it. But first, please do go to Twitter uh, and or X, whichever you prefer to call it, and uh, hit the old follow and or subscribe button. You can text the word news to 423-205-5600. That's 423-205-5600. And get on our e-newsletter so that you understand exactly what's going on. And then finally, you can follow us on uh, Gab Getter, Truth, Rumble, and MeWe if you appreciate what we do here as Tennessee's only conservative news alternative. The only one. Then please, please, please go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that support button, or mail your checks to P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. On with the first story. Amendment to the Tennessee Constitution aims to forever ban a statewide property tax. Since 1949, Tennessee government has relied on sales tax as the primary source for funding. Prior to 1949, the state also relied on a statewide property tax. The state property tax went away, but the empowering legislation did not, kind of like the government's emergency powers under the governor that need to be addressed and many other things. A proposed amendment to the Tennessee Constitution will address this by forever banning a statewide property tax in the volunteer state, according to Tory Venable of Americans for Prosperity. Due to the leftover language in the state constitution, it would only take one bill to pass in the legislature to enact a state property tax that Tennesseans would have to pay on top of the onerous and awful property tax they already pay in their local districts. Now, this is terrible to me. That we are taxed in such a draconian fashion on our income. And then if we spend our income in Tennessee, we are taxed about 10% for spending it. What's left over after they've already taxed you, maybe 30, 40, 50%, whatever you're getting taxed at. And then you finally get into your home. It's supposed to be the responsible thing to do to pay off your mortgage, to get out of debt. And you've got this nagging debt you can never get rid of. Even when you get into your old age, even when you're on a fixed income, I think it's completely immoral and unethical. We should only have, in my opinion, a consumption tax and nothing else. If the legislature did pass a statewide property tax, Venable says that, quote, it would be nearly impossible to repeal it or hold elected officials accountable. Tory is right. 
Venable states that the amendment to the Constitution is a preemptive measure and says that any challenge uh, we receive from legislators will highlight exactly uh, why we need to do it. For the amendment to the state Constitution to be enacted, it would be the first uh, to pass by the Senate by a simple majority of 24, uh, or both the House and Senate if it is a different bill than the one introduced in the 2023 session of the General Assembly. In 2025, the same legislation will need to be passed through both chambers with a two-third majority following a constitutional amendment that would be placed on the statewide ballot for voters' approval in 2026. It is suggested that Tennessee taxpayers contact Senator Bo Watson, who is the chair of the Senate Finance, Ways, and Means Committee, and expressed their support for the constitutional amendment. Next story. Governor Lee and group spent $177,000 in taxpayer money in Paris, Italy. Let's hear about it. Tennessee Governor Lee spent more than $117,000 in taxpayer funding over a six-day economic development trip earlier this year. The group went to France and Italy, uh, promoting the uh, Paris Air Show with a group that included six state employees to of their wives and two members of the governor's security detail, Lee and First Lady uh, uh, Maria Lee spent $26,226,000 or $29. Stuart McWhorter spent $16,228. Uh, TNECD Deputy Commissioner Alan Borden spent 20718 Senior Director of Business Development Chasen Hayes spent uh, $19,888. Uh, Lee's Deputy Chief of Staff, Alec Richardson, spent $17,000, and Lee's Chief of Staff, Joseph Williams, spent 16752 Lee's group stayed at a five-star hotel next to the Eiffel Tower while scheduling two days of free time in Paris. Lee said in a statement after the trip, these European countries face the reality of high taxes and heavy regulations every day, as apparently we do if y'all go on a trip. Back to the quote. And when uh, they want to expand or relocate, our unmatched business climate and skilled workforce strategy uh, place in Tennessee at the top of their list. Economic development brings uh, more good jobs and greater opportunity to Tennessee, etc. I think I could, as a public servant, go overseas and probably spend a little less money. I'm just saying, I think I could probably do that. I think I would probably be worried uh, that it looks bad if you do uh, something as extravagant as that. I work here at the Tennessee Conservative uh, in my civic obligation and duty for free. Okay, I know that it is a uh, it is an old uh, notion that people should serve uh, out of out of their own back pocket, uh, but I believe it is one that needs to be revived. Guys, check out Steve Abramowitz of the Mill Creek View podcast, uh, and make sure you look up Mill Creek View Tennessee. And on other free speech platforms, Rumble, or your favorite podcast apps. Steve recently interviewed Tennessee State uh, Rep. Todd Warner, uh, conservative radio talk show host Steve Gill, former FBI agent uh, Stephen Friend, and the founder CEO of Porter Road, Chris Carter. And I was also there for a Let's Go Brandon birthday special if you want to go check that out. And if you're interested in getting caught up in the Sunshine State, Mill Creek View has a podcast in Florida, just in case you're looking for a place to... uh, run from the rhinos in Tennessee, should it get that bad. And that is hosted by Julie Barrett of Conservative Ladies of America. Uh, There are so few people covering or interviewing folks on Tennessee State News. You need to give Steve a shot. Next story. Here we go. Tennessee plan for toll lanes. $3.3 billion in road work coming in December. The December plan announcement 
for the state's Transportation Modernization Act implementation will include a proposal to spend $3.3 billion in state funds for road work given to the department last year along with a proposal to implement toll lanes into the highway plan. The toll lane plan will allow the department to negotiate deals for private companies and to add lanes to Tennessee highways and to make those toll lanes with the private company uh, collecting tolls to recoup their portion of the negotiated project cost. The one-time state funding increase skewed the department's budget from $6.1 billion in overall fiscal funding in 2024 to a proposed $2.8 billion in fiscal year 2025. That includes a proposed $31.3 million in federal funding increase and a $3.3 billion drop in state funding, along with $1.5 million uh, less from local taxes. Department leadership said it also starts projects uh, believing there is a federal funding potential, so that project is eligible for funding if it becomes available. Quote, should federal money become available, either in the form of formula dollars or a grant, we're ready and able to put that on a project, said a TDOT chief engineer Will Reed. Uh, we want to maximize what we get from the feds. All right, guys. Good to know. Robertson County School targeted by atheist organization for including biblical value uh, in lesson on service to others. A Robertson County school is being targeted by a well-known and historically aggressive atheist organization called the Freedom From Religion Foundation, which sounds like a religion to me. White House Heritage High School hosted uh, Andrew Fortner, a member of the Middle Tennessee Fellowship of Christian Athletes, who led an exercise or lesson on service during the school basketball practice. These are dangerous ideas, people. Dangerous ideas. During this exercise, where the members of the basketball team washed each other's feet, Fortner read the passage of Scripture from John 13, 4 through 6, the passage, as many Christians know, is about service to one another uh, in humility, no matter who you are, and Jesus being an example of that service. It was a lesson that provoked the attention of atheist organization asking uh, Robertson County Schools to investigate what they are characterizing as proselytizing and ensuring the White House Heritage High School basketball program ceases infusing the program with religion. Harumph, harumph. Samantha Lawrence, a legal fellow with the organization, said, quote, It is illegal for public school athletic coaches to invite and allow religious organization representative to proselytize students. Well, what do you think DEI is? What's all this multicultural stuff? What's all this cult Marxism stuff that's in our schools if it's not a religion? What's global warming? And, and all that claptrap if it's not a, a pantheistic religion. Going back, you know, worshiping Gaia again. we we got plenty of, of religious activities going on uh, in Tennessee and, and in schools. We just masquerade them as something else. Lawrence is referencing to a past president from the Supreme Court ruling, uh, which were from 1962 and 1963, when prominent atheist Madeleine Hurry O'Hare used the U.S. court to wage war uh, against prayer in public schools and found some success. However, in 2022, Kentucky uh, or Kennedy rather versus uh, Bremerton held that a football coach's prayer with uh, players on a football field was in fact constitutional. The Freedom from Religion Foundation sees the event at the school as a violation of the First Amendment. How in the hell is that a violation of the First Amendment? First Amendment is about free speech. Boy, talk about twisting the concepts that the framers had. Because it was a school-sponsored event that was infused with the religion, as if that didn't happen back in 1776, as if that wasn't part of the core curriculum going back to the founding of our country, it was. You can look at old primers, 
from the 1700s, 1800s, early 1900s, 1950s. This is all claptrap for people that do not understand the founding of our nation, nor the historical context of this recent nonsense that we're all being foist upon. A coach was exercising their First Amendment right to free speech and religious expression. Next story. Chaplin attempts to host a sexual fetish BDSM workshop at Rhodes College in Memphis. Just listening to these two headlines back-to-back alone is a sad commentary on our culture and where it's going to go if Christians don't get off their duff and get engaged. The deterioration of Christian higher education continues with a chaplain at a Christian college in Memphis inviting students to attend a seminar entitled BDSM 101. Reverend Beatrix Well is the Presbyterian ordained chaplain at Rhodes College, a higher education institution affiliated with the Presbyterian Church, UCA, or USA, not PCA. PCA doesn't put up with this crap, at least not yet. According to a current Rhodes student, Weil does not lead any worship services, but she does serve as a faith advisor to Christians, Muslims, and Jews on campus. That must be very difficult to be a faith advisor uh, to different religions when you profess to be a Christian. As I read the Bible, and as I read uh, the commentary uh, between the apostles uh, and people of faith and Jesus with non-believers, there's not a lot of wiggle room in how they present the gospel. It would be very interesting to see uh, how much work, effort, and time uh, this individual has to, to manipulate mentally themselves uh, to get away from the black and white uh, in Scripture. The BDSM seminar announcement read, Chaplain Beatrix will host a local dominatrix to share wisdom on how to safely, sanely, and consensually learn about bondage, discipline, domination, sadism, submission, and mechanism. What? Machism, I guess. I have no idea. Just a few days prior to this announcement, Will hosted the same dominatrix to speak at her first-year seminar titled, Let's Talk About Sex. I think Rhodes College should probably just do away with the pretense that they have anything to do with, with a Christian background. According to a Rhodes College student, the seminar itself was not mandatory, but it did fulfill a mandatory prerequisite the students must require. Upon hearing about the seminar, the college's alumni and many of the donors were outraged, demanding answers and expressing their frustration. Some alums and donors uh, to the college uh, made it clear they would not continue to financially contribute to the school after this. I think that is the best thing to do. If you hold old traditional Christian values and you're a supporter of Rhodes College, you need to stop all your pledges and your donations, and you need to tell all your friends and classmates to do the same. A spokesperson for Rhodes College told the local radio station that once they learned about the event, immediate action was taken. The seminar was canceled within hours of its announcement, not because it, it, it wasn't known, not because it, people didn't understand it, not because it wasn't probably widely circulated on the campus, not because the administration wasn't aware of it, but because of the public pushback. That's why, because of the black eye in the press. Despite the event's cancellation, some parents of Rhodes College students are questioning whether their child should enroll in the school. I think the answer is no, they shouldn't. Guys, listen. Two nights ago, I was at uh, the McMinn County Republican Women's Meeting, just a lovely group of ladies and, and, and some guys in there too. 
uh, all interested, concerned, and worried about the direction of Tennessee. And uh, as often happens when I go to speak at patriot groups and conservative groups, which I typically do in the spring and summer, uh, although this was a makeup event because I had COVID and couldn't make it, or some kind of illness was running a temperature nonetheless, um, I went and did this makeup event. And as I started talking about the voting records and the bills um, that have been passed uh, by Republicans and killed by Republicans in the last three years since I've been reporting at the Tennessee Conservative, you could see their eyes get about the size of a silver platter in disbelief. There is a monumental snow job being done on the Republican primary voter in Tennessee at the hands of GOP leadership and our state party about what's really going on and who holds the reins of power. And I'm here to tell you it's primarily left-leaning corporations that fund the lobbyists uh, that are entrenched, some married into even the families of leadership up in Washington, not Washington, excuse me, uh, Nashville, uh, and they they plow 90% plus of all the money into Republican leadership, and they do not hold our values and views. And when push comes to shove, uh, if there is a policy problem like we have with illegal immigration or our substandard educational academic achievement, uh, the corporations and the government job factories always win against uh, conservative primary voters because we're largely uninformed about what's going on in our state government except for you. Because you listen to this podcast, you read our publication. If we're going to continue to do what we do, I need you to get in the trenches with me. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. You know, in the Bible, uh, I remember the story about the widow who gave her a few copper pieces um, and was disparaged. But God recognized that 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 lady was giving what she could. And it was from that... um, charitable heart uh, that he counted it as worthy. You may not be able to do much, but if you've done nothing, I would like to request that you do something. If we just had twice as many people, instead of having 4 or 5% of our subscribers that give, if we had 10, boy, it would make a monumental difference. Uh, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that support button. When you give any amount, any amount at all, you will get two. Uh, bumper stickers, one of them says, Stop Feeding the Rhinos. The other one says, Don't California, my Tennessee. We will send those to you along with a directory of your elected officials in the General Assembly, both at the state Senate and state House level, so that should you ever need to call them about nonsense that they're probably going to try to push through like they always do in this upcoming legislative uh, session and, and try to kill the bills that would actually make a difference. You can call them and say, please, 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 for the first time ever, maybe don't do the bidding of your corporate paymasters and instead uh, live up to uh, some modicum of your campaign promises. If you get $50 or more, we will give you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler, and it, it will be we're arriving just in time for the holidays. And also this proud Tennessee uh, conservative koozie. And that's if you get $50 or more or a $10 recurring donation or more. And in closing, we really do need those recurring donations. Uh, We also appreciate the checks that you mail. Uh, Go check the mailbox, and I see them in there each and every week. And that is to P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. I understand that you can't do what I'm doing. Most people can't. Uh, Don't have the job to do it. Don't have the means to do it. If I'm being candid, don't have the will or the or the want to do it. Uh, unfortunately, I am saddled 
with uh, this compulsion to make our state better, uh, even though my time uh, individually would be better spent doing anything else almost. Uh, this is something I've been called to do, and I need your help to do it. Don't let me do it by myself. Here we go. Next story. UT System renames Division of Diversity and Equity to Whitewash Department Goals. The University of Tennessee System is renaming its Division of Diversity and Engagement, masking it under the new title of Division of Access and Engagement. As soon as people start understanding that an ideology has negative cultural and practical implications. The left is so smart, they just change it into something that's completely innocuous. And here in four or five years, uh, the right will catch on and be like, hey, we got to start, well, we, we really got problems in these divisions of access and engagement. And they don't even name them anything that actually has to do with it, which just goes to show you how misleading these and corrupt these academics are and, and how... Um, completely unwilling our Republican Party leadership is to do anything about it. Campus officials say the new title is a better representation of the department's mission because it doesn't make any sense. And it is a, a move away from terminology they believe can be divisive. No, it's not the terminology that's divisive. It's the concepts that's divisive. If I rename racism something else, does that make it good? Does that make it okay then? Is it, is it okay if we just change the names? I mean, if we... If, if you can convince people there are more than two sexes, I suppose you can convince them of anything else. Previously, Division promoted uh, a goal of diversity, equity, and inclusion, claiming to work with and provide equal opportunities for minority groups. The university, the university said, in a statement that the university's commitment to the Board of Trustees diversity statement has not changed. The name change will start with the main Knoxville campus office, and then we'll filter through other offices, committees, and divisions in the colleges. Quote, to ensure alignment with the renamed division, colleges will update position titles, office names, or committee names to contain the words access or engagement. The statement said uh, colleges' commitment to diversity remains as strong as always. This is them trying to skirt the divisive concepts, laws in Tennessee, which to my knowledge not a one of them has been enforced yet. If, if if that if that is not true, if I'm in error, someone please let me know that somebody has brought a complaint about this stuff and something's been done about it of any significance. We'd love to report on it. Guy Harrison, who was recently named the new director of DEI for the School of Journalism and Media, says the change will move the department out of the spotlight of state lawmakers, highlighting the true motivation behind the move. Harrison said, quote, We are in a very ultra-conservative state. And there are political actors who will completely do away with DI, whether it's the title or the work we do. It's the kind. Uh, this is kind of uh, to protect us from them a little bit, but I wish it wasn't necessary. We shouldn't need to whitewash the word diversity out of things, uh, just not to alarm certain people. i got an idea, uh, Mr. Harrison. If you are so damned um, uh, high and mighty, and if you are such a principled individual, I would suggest to you that a good idea might be for you and your department and the University of Tennessee to just forego any conservative taxpayer dollars. Just just throw away about 70% of your budget. Oh, but you need the money. You want the money, right? You live off the money, off the, off the public dole. So, to me, if y'all are going to try to skirt the laws and because you're in an ultra-conservative state, at least what you think is, and the, the people of Tennessee are ultra-conservative. The ruling class is not, not in our party. Turn, get, get the money back. 
Give the money back if you're principled. But I don't think you are principled. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. Next story. Tennessee's fast-track incentive program has 78 million budget requests. The Tennessee Department of Economic Development and Community Development asked for 78 million for its fast-track business incentive program next year. This is where they launder taxpayer money to corporations, not small businesses in most cases, so that lobbyists can then cut PAC checks up in Nashville so they don't have to raise money. The fast-track program received 92 million in 2022, 432 million in 2023, and 110 million in 2024. The department gave a presentation to Governor Lee and his budgetary staff as the governor's department budget meetings began this week. Overall, the department asked for 17, 137.3 million in one-time funding along with 200 or 27.4 million increase in its annual funding request. This year's fast track request is lower in part because items that were previously funded through the program will be a separate budget for the next fiscal year. Economists question the effectiveness of financial incentives to private businesses to expand or come to a state, but state and local governments continue to expand the incentives because they get money. They get campaign money. That's why they do it. Campaign money and opportunities to do this, that, and the other thing once they get out of elected office. Commissioner Stuart McWhorter asked Lee for the funding for seven new full-time positions as well as $2.5 million for marketing. Saying the department previously used fast-track funding for marketing but instead wants a separate funding. We just want more money. We want to be able to give away more middle-class, hard-working taxpayer money to corporate elites so that they can then send campaign money up to Nashville. We've got more dollars and grants we're administering. we got basically the same amount of people in our department, McWhorter said. We're asking for additional positions. Governor Lee made 10 campaign promises. He said he'd bring real school choice to Tennessee. I don't have any school choice for my kids at all. Not a zero, zilch, not a zip, nothing. He promised he would not grow government, and he has done nothing but that year after year. He promised he would uphold the law for legal immigration, but instead put an illegal immigration center in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where kids were molested and lost. And ever since he's been in office, he has done nothing but make uh, Tennessee more attractive to illegal aliens and has done everything in his power to block any attempts to uh, improve that situation in our state. I could go on. I often feel like John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness, except there's hardly anybody around me. And I'm telling people the truth about what is going on in state politics. And we need to wake up the rest of our friends uh, our patriot friends all across Tennessee so that we can keep our state uh, moving in a more conservative direction uh, because headwinds are going to be coming. Uh, the federal government's not going to slow down. Our culture is going to continue to drift to the left in both corporations and academia and in government. And so that's why it's important that you get engaged. What's going on this weekend? Well, first, I would like to say, as I mentioned previously, I had a great time at the McMinn County Republican Women's event. I took my daughter, Sylvia, who worked at the table uh, very judiciously. She's a, a fantastic uh, little spitfire and has an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and I like to teach kids how to work early. I think it's important uh, that we instill a work ethic in a culture where a work ethic is increasingly uh, ridiculed. Uh, but freeloading is increasingly uh, sanctified. Uh, in the minds of, of culture, on social media, in the press. Uh, you see it all the time. Um, and so we went did that. Um, 
this weekend. I've got um, I've got a birthday party to go to on Friday evening uh, for a friend of the family down in Georgia, and that should be a good time. Saturday around the noon hour, uh, my best friend from back home, uh, Mr. Brueggemann, uh, my my best friend of thirty some odd years, is going to come up here, and we're going to hang out. Uh, we always hang out around Christmas and around uh, Thanksgiving every year. Of course, we get together other times. We talk on the phone quite a bit. So I'm excited to see him. He is like my brother uh, that I never had, and uh, I'd say better. You you know, friends of the family you choose, and so he's coming up with his uh, wife perhaps, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna piddle around. I may go down to the Crossful Flea Market. It's about an hour and a half from here. I've never been to it. Uh, Tommy and I grew up going to Mountaintop Trade Day in Atala, uh, Alabama, and it was kind of like our routine and ritual it's just something we can do to spend time uh, with each other neither of us hardly ever buy anything i mean i might buy a tank top and some uh, green peanuts or some peanut brittle or something you know something there um but um usually don't buy much i don't have much of an impulse buy uh, bone in my body but we're going to do that this weekend and i'm going to see if i can get a few things done around the house we've got a car we got to get ready to sell and you know how it is. It's just never ending with stuff that you got to do around the hacienda. And I got work piled up uh, above my eyeballs this time of year in my paying job at the Painters Academy. And so that's why often you will see less of and hear less of Brandon Lewis during the winter months uh, up until the legislation uh, session starts. The legislature gets in session uh, because that's when I have to crawl back out of my hermit hole, even though uh, it's the worst time of year to do it. Because I'm so busy, but that's when they're in session. And if I don't pay attention to it, and if we don't cover it, nobody else will. So that's why you tune in here. Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in to the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Update. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your uh, mail donations and those that are done online because you are the few that keep us going. And if you'd like to join those few, uh, please do do it. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Mail your checks. P.O. Box. 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. You uh, will be glad you did, and we will make sure that money goes uh, directly to making a difference in Tennessee. Uh, No wasteful spending over here at the Tennessee Conservative because there's nothing to spend. (laughs) All right, guys, take care. I'll talk to you next week. See ya.